G'day, everybody. It's time for another Saunder on Renders Winter Series podcast. Without any further ado, the great man's here, tucked away, hopefully with a heater on at his Lake Macquarie apartment. Dan, Dan Saunders, good evening. G'day, Renders. Here you go, mate. mate no, no, <laughs> no heater here at Club Saunders, Charlestown chapter, but uh, track, Tracky Dax and the Newy Chili Bros Woody uh, is doing the trick. Uh, very good, very good. How are you, mate? Are you well? Yeah, really well. Actually, yeah, had a bit of a sniffles, but that's you now the change of weather and how cold it's been. That that's going around. But no, um, full of beans and um, yeah, no, going well and, and really looking forward to this evening's edition of the uh, the winner series. Oh, it's complete. It's completely different. This one we've gone all over the shop. We've gone with an umpire. We've gone with a great club redhead, and now everybody, we're going to talk the Newcastle Premier League. And this is fascinating how this has developed into such an outstanding competition. We've got Fred, Mebbin and Kieran here uh, to talk to Newcastle Premier League. Guys, it's a very warm welcome and good evening. And thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you here with us. Thanks, Gary. Thank Dan. Nice to be here. Dan. Guys, let's go from the start. How did the Newcastle Premier League start? What was the catalyst to get this competition running? Before we talk about this year, how did it all evolve? Guys, over to you. Do you want to go, Mebin? Um, I reckon Kieran, who's probably the best to go for this, because he was a big part in starting this. So I don't think we can get a better explanation from than any of him. Look, um, I think it's a background uh, from uh, from where we come from, uh, India, basically. Uh, we are all from uh, the Newcastle Hunters Club uh, was uh, actually formed probably 13 years ago. But we got registered probably like, Five, five years as, as a as a as a community sporting club, which includes various varieties of sport. Uh, but basically, what how this actual actual NPL two developed is a passion um, for cricket between us, and um, we have uh, sat together and thought about the opportunity to actually do something over the winter. And uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of ideas, a lot of conversation. And, uh, and we just looked at the, what we got in Newcastle. Uh, there is another competition, but uh, the standards were not there. So we just thought about actually putting together something really short, uh, really concise. So we can target a certain amount of, uh, of uh, cricket lovers to come and play. And uh, fortunately, the first season was good. The second season is more exciting. Yeah. Looking at looking at the looking at the names that I can see on your your outstanding Facebook page, would it be fair to say that there's a mixture of people from the subcontinent from 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 different countries? I know you said a lot of you are of Indian bases, but I'm knowing Akib Zafar and having seen him play great cricket for the University of Newcastle in the summer. I believe Akib's of Pakistani background. Would that be right, guys? So you, you've you have you got a lot of Sri Lankans and Bangladeshis and Indians and Pakistanis, or is there a is the nucleus of these people who are, are come from come from India? Mainly, what we have done is we attracted we try to attract a whole, a whole variety of public into this competition, yep. including sporting clubs across Newcastle, people from different background. I think we do have a barrier to actually meet up here, cultural barrier. Yep. Where people actually play and play NPL, uh, their brain work around the cricket 365 days. But when we actually come to Newcastle, Australia, cricket season probably end 
towards the end of the summer, people just divert themselves into different sports. Uh, at this stage, we got people from different culture participating in it, but predominantly it is people from um, probably mostly from Asia, I would say, yep. including one team actually from, from, is that right, Fred? Is it, am I going right? Yeah. So that's 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 where we are at. We have got teams from Sri Lanka. We got teams from players representing from the background of Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan. Um, can you think about any other country, Fred? Australia. Australia, <laughs> definitely. And you know, first generation kids who is actually born in Australia from a different background. All passionate lovers doesn't matter. We just have to actually, you know, bring people together for uh, for fun and entertainment. Of course, one of the world's best cricketers at the moment is in Afghani, uh, um, yeah. uh, in Rashid Khan, who's just a superb cricketer. Um, guys, sixteen teams uh, in the competition this year. Give us an idea about how the competition's run, when it's running from and to, and the format and how and how it all works. I know that you're playing a lot of games in Maitland, and you're also you're using Heaton Park. Tell us how the competition works. So Dave, um, uh, sorry, Kieran, I'll just uh, fill in a bit for here, a uh, bit here. Uh, Dave, there's a small correction. It's not 16; it's 14 teams. We actually had interest from 16 teams, ah, but there okay, were thank you. like uh, there were a last minute drop. A uh, couple of teams actually dropped out at the last uh, minute, and we were too much into the preparations that we couldn't uh, get time to uh, uh, find out the extra two teams. So, 14. My apologies. I, I was told 16, Fred. Yeah, that's yeah. My, so oh, that's only what I was There were 16 teams at one point, but yeah. uh, just before uh, we, uh, we kicked off or the preparation started, we had to settle down with 14. And yeah, so the competition last year, uh, Kiran did fill, you, uh, fill here about the details of the last year. So last year, it was more kind of a, a attempt. So the organizers behind this NPL2 is Newcastle Hunters, which like Kieran mentioned, is a sporting club uh, belonging to a, we all come from an ethnic group from yep. India, from a particular state in India. Uh, Are you all Punjabi? Sorry? <laughs> Are you all Punjabi? No, no, no. That's way up Is north. That only thing that yeah, you way up in... south. <laughs> yeah, are you from, south. Uh, uh, where, where are you all from? Are you from Bengaluru or Hyderabad or Chennai? Which part of uh, India are you from? Down you south. wouldn't guess it, but we're from this place called Kerala. It's in right down the south, south okay. India. So, south um, to Bangalore. Yeah, south. Right is it clo- is it near Kochi or Pune or some places That's like right. that? Kochi, Kochi, Kochi. Okay, Kochi. Yes, yeah. so I've seen Australia play internationals at that amazing ground in Kochi. So, okay, so that's where a lot of, lot of you um, hail from. Okay, thank you yeah, for that. Yeah. So that's our group where we belong uh, from. So our group, uh, when we came up with this thought, uh, okay, why don't we have a competition? Or the, uh, like what Kiran mentioned earlier, there was no platform. Uh, we No one had a proper platform to play proper cricket in winter uh, yep. in the Hunter region. So that's where this thought evolved. And our group, we usually are into organizing different sporting activities like soccer, cricket, uh, athletics, badminton. Uh, we have done that in the past. But when this thought came up, we said, okay, why don't we give it a try? We knew that it, it was kind of a massive attempt that we are making because we hadn't tried. All our events that we had organized so till that point were like one-off, one-day events. So in the past, we have had 
a one-day T10 competition uh, where we had teams participating uh, from uh, Sydney, Wollongong, Dubbo. Uh, there were like 12 teams and we had, that was a one-day one-off competition. That was, a, that was the kind of format that we uh, used to organize. But then when this thought came up, we said, okay, we will give it a go. We already had eight teams with us who were interested. They had showed their interest uh, in playing uh, proper T20 cricket. So, and thus evolved the first edition. Now, to answer your question, this time we have 14 teams. So, I'm not too sure what word I should use, uh, uh, whether it's fortunately or unfortunately, the first season of NPL went pretty well and it became pretty popular. So this year, even before we started our preparation, we had uh, we started receiving expression of interest from all the teams uh, saying, hey, we want to register for this edition of NPL. Uh, what do we do? So then we realized, okay, there is a bit of uh, pressure on us because we had quite a few challenges last year, especially last year was one of the, uh, we had a terrible winter, which was really wet. Yeah, yes, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, to start off with, to get a ground to play in winter or to play cricket in winter is a big challenge because uh, all the almost all the grounds are occupied by uh, your soccer and your rugby uh, leagues so that leaves us with uh, with a handful of grounds and on top of that the wet weather was a big hurdle in front of us this year we thought the condition of grounds would be better but then at least a few of those grounds that we used last year went under maintenance so that was a big challenge for us. Okay. The, at that point, we were not too sure like whether we should, we anyway had eight teams with us, whether we should go with 12. We definitely wanted to expand it, but we were not too sure whether, uh, what should we be doing because we could, uh, we were able to do that, but with no grounds available, that meant that no, no competition would be possible. That was when, uh, our we collaborated with Cricket NSW, and that made us available. Uh, that made us the opportunity to access more grounds, and thus we settled for fourteen teams. So as of now, what has happened is we have fourteen teams, like uh, what we mentioned earlier, from all different cultural backgrounds, and we have seven games every day, every Sunday. So all the games are happening on Sundays. Yep. We have seven games. Usually on a normal ground, there would be two games, uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So that's what uh, is happening at the moment. And uh, yeah, so far we are, we just finished our third round. There are 13 more league rounds in front of us, followed by two elimination rounds. So it's a proper T20 format. Uh, yeah, proper. Uh, T20 winter cricket. That's it. That's what NPL2 is. And do teams just play one game every Sunday or do some play two? No. Every team uh, plays one game. One game. Yeah. Dan, as I was saying to you earlier, mate, 
Please come in. I do. I've done all the gibbering the last couple of weeks. This is a fascinating concept, but Saundo, I'm sure you've got something you want to chat to the lads about. Yeah, look, a number of things. First of all, congratulations to everyone involved um, getting the Newcastle Premier League up and running. Um, I mean, it's nearly doubled in size across one season. Um, I mean, I think I've banged on enough over the last few years with my involvement in, in cricket administration that the future for cricket in Newcastle to grow participation is to offer a T20 format, and that's in the summertime. Now, apart from last man standing, which is basically all year round, but as the gentleman referred to, this, the standard may not be there to what you know, a lot of their participants are looking for. The standard of cricket here in this Newcastle Premier League, I mean, there's a number of you know, first-grade first, first grade district cricketers playing in this competition from Newcastle and Maitland, as well as uh, suburban districts players, as well as your, uh, shall we say, maybe people of not the, the same ability, but still want to play cricket. And I, I just think it's fantastic that there is now an option for cricket to be played all year round. Now, you know, I'll put my political hat on here. The Newcastle District Cricket Association and the Newcastle Students Urban Cricket Association have really been left behind with this, that the Newcastle Hunters have been able to do this independently, set this up from scratch with their own organisation. It's, I mean, I, I can't wrap these guys enough. It is, it's fantastic. And it really shows that, you know, just a bit of preparation, a bit of communication and some heart and passion into something of what you can achieve. Now, I, I see this competition growing probably quicker than what maybe these gentlemen um, hope for. It's great that Cricket New South Wales have finally uh, come on board to assist um, with the administration and, and the sport of gaining grounds with Play HQ so they can have their stats sink in with, with their um, other career stats. Um, what, what I would ask of, of the three gentlemen with us this evening is with, with, with more promotion, and, and again, we saw it with suburban districts, a new competition. People, you know, they, they're careful to dip their toes in the water. We had 52 teams year one, we had 60 teams year three, and we're looking at over 70, upwards of 70 uh, for season four. As people see something new and seeing that, oh, okay, it works, are you guys prepared for next season that we're, I, I could see it doubling again? I can really see 25, 30 teams minimum. <coughs> Is that something on your radar? Are you prepared to grow oh, at that rate to provide look, um, cricket for, for all abilities across uh, a T20 format? Yeah, look, I've got a bit of an input to throw in there. The reason, um, I'll start from the, the, the game in itself. Uh, the summer cricket, if, if let's say summer cricket is around, if you play for a registered club under uh, either federation across the Honda, you get a handful of matches, 10 to 16 matches. And you suddenly go to a, a, a team or a club registered and you go to different rights and play. There is options that your matches get washed up. There is chances that you won't get selected too many people. And there is always this pressure of uh, uh, playing three-day matches, which for family situation and other cases, you want to be available and do things. What this NPL has given the opportunity for people who can't actually perform in that sort of level or can't actually commit that sort of time to for the summer and want to play cricket. And if you have done the summer cricket and you want to improve again and keep your uh, tone for the cricket up, uh, up, this is providing an opportunity. And moving forward, last year when we finished, we never knew that this is going to happen on the second year. 
as uh, as Fred actually uh, you know notified you before, we were getting messages regarding uh, look is the comp still on for the MPL two? Progressively, if we are getting partnership to grow bigger. Look, it's not my competition or Lucas and Hunter's competition. It's a competition for Hunter region. Yep. Where, you know, parents are taking their kids across to Sydney to actually give them opportunity to expose to different levels of game. And you know, if you want, if, if you want to, you know, spend some time and give some coaching for your kid because there is no opportunity for them to go and play, Lucas and Hunter's, uh, this idea during the winter is actually exposing them to a real game situation. Well, I, I, I think that that's a really interesting point. I know that I, there's a there's a winter grade competition in it's based around the SCG, some of the grounds around there in Sydney. But in country New South Wales, there is almost no cricket in in wind, in what we would call winter. One of the advantages is that Newcastle doesn't have a bad climate in winter, yeah. and although it's cool, it's not impossible to play. Brisbane's got a winter competition; they've got a great climate. But yeah. you've tapped into something. I think you said this a minute ago, Fred, is that most Australians think of, right, the old Newcastle people, end of March, it's it's football next week. Oh. By having cricket out there all the time, it, it, it makes – and not everybody wants to play football. And yeah. let's face it, the, the, the biggest thing to ever hit cricket is the IPL, and you've got this whole – you've got this whole um, – whether or not you like it or not, but it's you've got this whole group of people that may not be interested in playing football that can now play cricket in the middle of winter. It's it's That's fabulous. Right. It's, it's not enormous a, credit. Yeah, it's, it's it's not only that too. And it was the gentleman touched on this earlier as well. It's you know people's lifestyles have changed over the last 15, 20 years. You know, but cricket hasn't evolved. Now T Twenty cricket has has been around since what about two thousand and five, two thousand and six, at the international level anyway. And it's only in the last two years we've really seen T20 cricket become available um, as a weekly seasonal uh, thing that the, that the Newcastle Premier League offer in the winter. But in the summer, I mean, juniors, um, I think they have the odd game. I know in the NDCA there's various competitions that are T20 based, but participation numbers, I know in social cricket, I mean, between the two 35 over comps, there's barely 100 teams. And 15 years ago, there was over 200 teams. And to me, the main factor is people are time poor. People don't have their Saturday afternoons available now to spend out in the field playing cricket. And what the Hunters have shown and, and the NPL is that T20 cricket played on a different day of the week, with Sunday morning, Sunday afternoons. Um, we've seen with other NDCA competitions during the summer that maybe on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night and playing on hard wickets where there's no curation. So there's no fees for, for curation. And with wet weather, more chance of getting on on hard wicket cricket. To me, it's, it's, it's a natural progression that someone out there needs to be offering T20 cricket available during the summer, let, let alone the winter. And I think, again, what, what the Hunters have been able to achieve here and show that it can be done, sure, the availability of grounds can be an, an issue. But again, I'm, I'm guessing your games go for a maximum of, what, three hours? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so you can play two two games per ground. You, mm -hmm. know, you, you get you get ten grounds. There's twenty teams catered for. Mm -hmm. Well, sorry, you, you need five grounds really because you can have four teams on a ground per day. A game at say ten and a game at half past one. Um, I, I just think the sky's the limit. And to increase participation numbers, because at the end of the day, 
regardless of anyone's political view on cricket, I believe everyone has the same goal of increasing participation. And that starts at Cricket New South Wales. It starts with the the associations who offer cricket. Um, But again, an independent organisation like yourself, what you've been able to achieve and set the bar and set the example of what can be done and how it can be done, I, I cannot compliment you guys, your your association, your, your organisation enough. And that's why I've been very proactive in promoting where I can on, on my cricket page because I just think this ticks so many boxes to get people playing cricket. It's fantastic. And then I would like to add that uh, I'm not too sure if you remember it, but we remember it pretty well. Our The, the status of our competition, when we uh, started off our competition, we actually started on a low profile. It was all good. Everything were uh, going well until you promoted us. You shared one of our posts with some positive reviews, like positive feedbacks on it. It was at that point that the actual cricket fraternity in the Hunter region actually started noticing because you have your own base of uh, uh, cricket, uh, like cricket followers. It was just one post that you did for us. And we have always been saying that Dan has been a, a kind of a constant supporter, directly or indirectly. We might not have engaged with him directly, but each you might just be uh, just sharing a post. But to us, that means a lot because the reach that we get through that. And to be honest, it was just through one of such posts that you shared that we started uh, getting so much attention. Till then, till that time, we were just, okay, it's just a winter competition. No one knew. We were still uh, like building up. But as soon as that happened, to be honest, this time uh, for this edition, it was very easy for us to organize most of the things, especially the sponsors. Yeah, Ours is a not-for-profit organization. We are not doing this for money. It's just for the passion and love for cricket that we are doing. So uh, what we try to do is try to make the event more as colorful as we can. But obviously to do that, we need financial uh, help, which we get through the sponsors. But the re- to approach the sponsors, it was very, very easy for us just this year, which was not the uh, which was not as easy last year because obviously even for a sponsor, nobody knew us. That's right. This this what, time what of the, yeah. Yeah. So you have been a Great support to us, Dan. And I honestly, from the uh, bottom of my ha- our hearts, we thank you for whatever you have done for us. Uh, mate, my, it's absolute pleasure. And again, it's it, it very little time or effort for me to do that. I'm all about promoting cricket. I've, I've been saying that for, for a number of years. And any organisation, especially self-sufficient like yourselves, any assistance I can give from any platform I have available, you know, with permission, I'm, I'm going to do that on your behalf. I mean... I, I just see your your weekly wraps and your and just your graphics that your season launches your, the the finals last year with you know all all the activities and, and digging into the culture. I mean, I I, I and I apologise again. I couldn't come to the season launch because I had my kids on that Friday night. And same with the grand final last year for season one. But um, we're available. I'd like to get around and come and say good day and, and get around the games. Must have but, taken your it's, it's just next level to what I'm able to do. I mean, I'm fascinated with just how a professionally run organisation, and that's no disrespect to anyone. I mean, it's, it's without the help of the NDCA, the City and Suburban 
at that stage, Cricket New South Wales. Now Cricket New South Wales is supporting with the administration, assistance and booking grounds. You've got that official body supporting you. Honest to God, the, the sky's the limit. It really is. Oh, next thing you'll be telling me that Ravi and Harshra are coming over for the finals to do live streaming of the finals of the uh, of the NPL. Um, guys, you know I'm what, we'll, we would give it a shot. If those two aren't available, Dan and I might know some people that genuinely might actually come and commentate the finals if it can be done. We actually know a couple of people quite closely who would be love to come and commentate some of your finals, guys. No, so good. don't cool. don't that that's not a joke, by the way. That's dead set serious. Oh, thanks uh, for that, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely Let, keep it in consideration. I've seen one of the names. Just a quick round of round three. Uh, the Lions over the Tigers by 35 runs. The Stallions over the Brown Monday by two wickets. The Falcons over the Hunters by four wickets. The Calendars. Guys, let me get, let me get this right. The Calendars, I'll bet you they're named after the Lahore Calendars in the Pakistani Super League. Is that right? right? Hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. So the calendars over the Mighty Dark Horses by seven wickets. The Knights Watchman over Tirana by 119. That's a massive win in a T20 game. Maitland yeah. over the Fine Legs by seven wickets. And Blue Tigers over the Agency by eight wickets. And just looking at your fabulous Facebook page, um, there have been some pretty interesting performances. Um, it, let me have a look at this. Uh, round three. Jim and John Singh's gone berserk, guys. Yes, Holy right. cow, 128 <laughs> off 52. I'll explain the 119-run victory that you yeah. just mentioned. Oh, yeah. you're having a laugh. And I see Akib Zafar, who I said I've, I've seen him bowl many, many overs for the University of Newcastle. He's a good left. For those of you that don't know Akib Zafar, he's a very good left-arm spinner. Doesn't turn him much, but he's very, very accurate. Yeah. Um, and he took none for five off. I think that's three. I can hardly read. I think it's oh, none for five off four. I can yeah. just read that. Sorry, my eyesight. He um, was uh, last year's uh, most economic bowler of the whole season. So oh, he's the, continuing that this season. Uh, it, what I think is fascinating, guys, and I think everyone will, will comment on this or agree, the fa fascinating thing for me in T20 cricket is how spinners have become so vitally important, particularly spinners that turn it away from a right-hand batsman. I would never have thought that T20 would have been dominated by leg spinners, ever. Not, not in my wildest dreams. But however, you've got guys like Zampa and Rashid Khan, Adil Rashid, name them. There's a fistful of them. But they all bowl these fast leggies. And Zafar's a left-arm ortho. But you've got other guys. If you look at the IPL as an example, and I'm sure in your competition, you've got a lot of good spinners as well. That's right. Yeah, and the ones that stand out are the left-arm spinners that turn it away from the right-hand batsman. They were the big ones last season. With Like I mentioned, Akib was the most economic bowler. and Sudib was the most wicket-taker, who was another left-arm spinner. And they've both started their seasons off this year pretty high. I think Sudib's the current purple cap holder and Akib's, as you see, the um, uh, most iconic baller this week. So definitely, yeah. And, and, and what's even more impressive, these games are all being played on hard wickets on synthetic, not turf. So they're getting no assistance from the wicket. Right, yeah. <laughs> with the exception, Dan, with the exception, one of the things if you speak to Australians that go and play on the subcontinent, it's not about turn especially if we're in the subcontinent, it's how much overspin and bounce you get. And one of the things that you can, 
if you on hard wickets, you can, if you, especially if you bowl a heavy ball, which is our keeps afar actually does, you get a lot of top spin and you can get the ball to really bounce. In fact, it's quite hard to get LBWs if you're a really good spinner because your keeper's always taking it at around chest high. Guys, is that reasonably accurate on, on what you've seen in the competition, talking pure cricket here? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, uh, spot on. Yeah, the bounce beats most batsmen, the overspin. Um, gets them good as in it doesn't turn much but uh, like you said the main thing is the accuracy getting it in the right areas just um, traps the batsman and then it's just a silly shot that gets most of them out so it's all about a huge huge impact for his team saying that he's got a variation he skips the ball he 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 flags one and he skips the one and the synthetic is the right way to do it and for his team, he's actually made a lot of contribution in the opening six overs, when the power play overs, when the batsmen want to go against the you know, bowlers and score some runs. This guy has made a huge difference in the comp by setting that standard, like, you know, we can bowl. Of course, he's got the background of playing state cricket in Pakistan and also playing in first grade. The experience is there, but delivering under pressure on this game, it's amazing. And it's actually inspiring a few other spinners, young spinners who play the game for our competition. Look, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? And he's a very humble person. He's open to conversation and, you know, who knows, we can develop a spinner like that who can actually, you know, contribute to the state or to the country in the future. Absolutely. And guys, I'm, again, I'm looking at the Facebook page. I've been all sorts of trouble eating with the Desi street food. I don't think I'd get away from it. It looks superb. <laughs> I'm just looking at that here. I think there's a there's caricatures of both Sachin and Varad on the side of the caravan. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just another thing. It's just another thing, guys. Um, look, uh, we've got this wonderful competition, as you said. We've got all these rounds. Is it judging by my quick calculations, finishing? Late July, early mid August, something like that, with all those weeks. Is oh, that about no. right? No, it's finishing uh, end September. So, oh, we it's have all the 18, way through. Okay. Yeah, 18 weeks in total. There are a couple of off weeks that we have. Uh, ah, that's what I wasn't weeks. calculating. That's what I wasn't calculating. Okay. Are you uh, having well, are you having an off weekend when Australia belt India in the Test cricket World Cup final? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty Funny sure that. it falls around the same time. Yes, we have the first <laughs> couple of weeks in July uh, that. Uh, we are having the off time for NPL two. They they play in June though. They play in the they, first they actually June. do play, yeah, play in early. June. Yeah, they play yeah. in early June. If my memory is correct, it's like in and around the June long weekend in Australia at the Oval, and that will be an absolutely fascinating Test match being played on what will normally be a neutral wicket. It'll be fascinating to see how that all evolves. Just going off topic for a minute. Do India pick two spinners? Uh, is Jasper back? There's all. Is Josh Hazelwood going to be right? And by all by all accounts, he may not be. That's going to be a fascinating Test final, guys. After I thought Australia played quite well in the final two Tests in India after eating Pogo in the first two, I thought Australia stood up and were counted. And I see that Cam Green's just made a magnificent century the other night, and he's playing very. He is. He, he already is, but he's going to be a star cricketer. Whether or not he can do that at Test level against this against India, who knows? But it will be a fascinating Test match, guys, won't it? Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Very much. Guys, over to you. Talk us through. I know you wanted to talk about some of your sponsors. Uh, please, here's an open forum. This is over to you. Please go and mention who you like. It's over to you, fellas, please. I know you've got a lot of sponsors you want to uh, talk about and, and thank. Over to you, fellas. 
Um, yeah, sure. Because without the sponsors, like we mentioned earlier, none of this is possible. It's their like continuous support. Some of them, uh, some of the sponsors this year are returning sponsors, and for them to initially uh, accept us in NPL one, it's a big, it's a big step, and it's a big um, motivation appreciation for us. So I'll start off by mentioning Burton Automotive, who were our main sponsors last year and who have come out this year and happy to sponsor us. So they they sponsor our umpire jersey. So our umpires have these um, nice little jumpers with um, so to keep them warm in the winter. So um, Burton Automotive for that. Then we have Indian Superstore, who uh, has sponsored the winners and runners up cash prize. So that's at the end of the season, uh, followed by Gate Street. Uh, yeah, that's my question. Where is the Indian Superstore for everybody? Street and suburb, please. Yeah, um, they're in Hamilton. Uh, they, they, they have a couple of locations, Hamilton, East Maitland. They have, yeah. uh, uh, they have a store at East Maitland. And yeah. also they own the uh, Daisy Street, the food truck. Daisy Streets and... Anyone who is interested, um, okay. they are coming out this weekend. Um, so Johnson Reserve. Yeah, Johnson Reserve. Yeah, Johnson Reserve. So to have some nice food and watch some good cricket this Sunday, Johnson Reserve is the place to be. Um, next, we have Gain Home Loans, who has volunteered, who has sponsored our volunteer jerseys. So um, this tournament, uh, the reason uh, this, we've been able to run this is because of the people within our community who are able to volunteer and assist because having 14 teams getting around to four different grounds is not easy. So having volunteers and them being able to wear their jerseys is very important. Then we have Eureka uh, Mining who has sponsored our orange and purple cap. Uh, to those who are not familiar, orange cap is awarded to the person with the most runs and purple cap to the person with the most wickets. Next, we have uh, Celebration Finance, who has sponsored the trophies and medals for this year, um, which there are plenty, um, which we'll see at the end of the season. And next we have, uh, so we do some weekly awards, as some of you may be familiar from our um, uh, Facebook page. So they get a little cash prize. There's four different awards. So our first award is, um, uh, our first award is the, uh, Economic, Economic Bowler of the Week, which is sponsored by Gladman Pest Control. Yep. Um, we also have Player of the Week, which is sponsored by A1 FinCorp. We have um, Super Striker of the Week, Best Strike Rate, which uh, is sponsored by Heal Specialist Urgent Care. And we have the Lightning Bowler of the Week, which is Most Wickets, uh, which is sponsored by Southern Spices, another returning sponsor. We also have um, a fair play competition um, running at the same time where umpires at the end of the games evaluate the team behaviors and all, and that adds, all adds up each week and we provide a fair play award, which is sponsored by A1 Migration. We also have um, uh, our media partner who is Party Pies Photography. He's been with us since last year. He makes everything look better than it really is, honestly. Does a good job. Um, but, um, and next we have, so this is um, Strawberry Digital Solutions, who is, it's owned by someone within our community and he's actually helped us. He's our media partner. So we have an official uh, website this year, nplt20.com.au. And he's um, working behind that and helping 
with all um, media related things. So that's Strawberry Digital Solutions. And um, we also have some general sponsors who have been uh, uh, helping us out. Scissors, Spices and Philips Electrical Solutions. That is all our sponsors. So thank you to all of them. Oh, they're doing a fabulous job. I'm looking at the Play HQ at the moment, and uh, uh, at the at the, there's a Play HQ site. Everybody, um, NPL 2.0, and I'm looking at that right now, guys. Are people are the, just for me as a, as a scorer, as a scorer who does a little bit of scoring myself. Um, are these games being live scored, or are other? And I'm not being rude. Are the scores going in after it, or a bit bit of a mixture of both? No, they are all getting scored live. Like you can follow the links. Uh, they all get scored live. The first week we had some trouble with the connectivity. So what we use is we use uh, iPads, which have mobile connection in them, uh, yep. with the actual SIM. So at times they do get disconnected, but the beauty of PlayHQ is that uh, you need uh, the internet to start the game and also to end it. Whatever happens in between, it automatically syncs. So it doesn't interrupt the uh, scoring. However, we do get uh, calls from followers saying, hey, why is this not getting updated? And uh, when we look, the it, it might be a slight technical issue where the uh, connectivity might have lost. But otherwise, they are all getting uh, scored live and they are all being followed live by a lot of people. That's great to hear. As someone, a beauty in Play HQ in the same sentence is something that I didn't think I'd, I'd actually hear. But um, having scored on both my cricket and Play HQ, uh, it, the functionality of it does work. And it's great that it's being live scored because, as you said, you don't have to be there to be involved. It's great. Yeah. Guys, just this weekend, we've got Walls End and the Night's Watchmen, the Calendars and the Falcons, the Blue Tigers and the Brown Monday, the Hunters have got the Agency Eleven. Tirana Titans have got Maitland. The Blue Stallions have got Elamore Vale. And the Fine Legs have got Mighty Dark Horses. All of those games this weekend, guys, according other than the Calendars and the Falcons, which is at Heaton, all the other games are at Johnson Reserve. And will the food truck be there, guys, in case anyone wants to come along and have a lovely feed and watch some good cricket? Yes, the food truck will be there. It'll be from 11.15 to, I think, 2.30. So it'll be there around that lunchtime. Um, perfect because it's about the end, roughly around the end of game, the morning game and uh, just about for the afternoon game to start. So oh, good time. Can I can I say this? And I've never met any. I've, I've probably I think I'm going to bump into Kieran at a uni game somewhere along the line. The organizer Dan's right. What you've done is astonishing. The organization of this is phenomenal. Just seriously, I've been around cricket a long, long time, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone start from nothing and get this well organised. I know that people have put their hands up to help you, but goodness me, you must have some driven people. Congratulations again in what is an authentic competition and just the level of what you've been able to achieve so far is it opens up an enormous opportunity, and I think the only limitations you're going to have moving forward is trying to find grounds for all these teams eventually, which is a nice problem to have. But seriously, Sorno, I've got to give it to the guys. They've done a fantastic job here. This is wonderful. Yeah, look, I, I can't sing their praises enough. And when, when we started talking about doing this Winner Series podcast, uh, I reached out to the Hunters pretty much straight away because I thought their story is one that 
needs to be told on a bigger platform. Again, there's people who, if you're aware, you're aware. But there'd be people out there, even in Newcastle cricket circles, who are unaware of this competition, unaware that this is potentially available to them in seasons to come. Um, and again, I yeah, I, I, I tip my hat. There's there's not enough words to say how proud of these guys I am and what they've achieved. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure. Just a quick one, guys. Where is Upper Reserve Oval 1? Where's that at? Wall's End. Uh, Wall's End. Oh, that's the Wall's End. Good Wall's End yeah. number two with George Farley. Oh, you mean where the touch football fields are? Yeah, right. that's right. Ah, okay. So that's it. So pardon my ignorance. I don't live in Newcastle. So but everybody, I do apologise. I know some of the other grounds, Edgeworth Park, I see Caracas in there, Pickering Oval's in there later on. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Guys, um, look... Open invitation to come back at any stage when you want to, want to talk about the comp mid-season. And uh, from, I haven't spoken with Dan about this. More than happy if you would like to at some stage do a, a specific podcast just on the Newcastle Premier League and just talking cricket if, you, if you're interested at some stage. If you feel that that's warranted and you're, you're interested, we've got the facility to do that. So if you're interested, that we're both more than welcome, um, more than happy to come back and just talk cricket. Not introductory stuff, just talk pure cricket if you're interested. Definitely. 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 Yeah. We love to be uh, along with cricket enthusiasts like you. So that's all. Uh, that's the reason behind the success of this competition. You'll see some uh, cricket crazy people who are <laughs> always willing to support us uh, behind the scenes. You've got 1.4 billion of them in India and another yeah. <laughs> couple of hundred million in Pakistan, yeah. another couple of hundred million in Bengal, in Bangladesh. Now you've got Nepal, Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. You've got all these, the subcontinental nations and cricket mad. And, and the IPL has completely changed, completely changed the way cricket is viewed. Uh, and the, the way cricket has evolved, when you see that the IPL is now going to go, that those teams are going to have franchise and different competitions, it's the way it's going. And you see that nobody pretty much plays much cricket during the IPL window, with the possible exception of English county cricket. Everybody's watching. I must admit, I've watched more this year than I have in a few years. There's so many Australians playing, but the little highlights packages they have on KO are great to watch. And I must admit, the pitches this year, the scores indicate that the pitches have been better to bat on, I would suggest to people that the general scores have been extremely good and a fabulous come. I see that the Chennai Super Kings qualified again for another final um, last night. Mm. Um, so, yeah, guys, just, just, just everybody, the games this weekend start at nine for the morning set and the afternoon set, of which there are uh, three games. There's two games at midday at Johnson Reserve. And there's another, the final legs and the Monty Dark Horses are at 12.30. And the morning games, there's a couple of games at 9 and then a game at 9.30, which is the Hunters against the Agency 11. So cricket from 9 o'clock onwards at Johnson Reserve in Maitland and also at Heaton Park there in Jezo. So, guys, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? It's been an absolute privilege talking to you. It really has. Thank you so much for coming on. Was there anything else you wanted to get across? Um, anything upcoming? We've gone through sponsors. Any anything major you'd like to discuss before we call it a day? Uh, can I ask you a question? Is that all right? So please, a, Kieran. Yeah, as a club, I'm very proud that the competition is actually moving forward. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, uh, from first year to second year, it's a huge progression. What should we do to get more participation? from the clubs to actually come along and play MPA2 next season? Have you got anything that we should take on board for the next year if we are actually organizing that? 
I can think of a couple of ideas. One of them is to broadcast. Yeah. And the reason I say that is that if you go and broadcast, you're going to bring a whole different audience to this. There, You will find there will be people queuing up to watch and broadcasting each Sunday and broadcasting good cricket at different grounds. That's one way. I think also that you could go and make a presentation to the clubs wherever wherever they may be in Maitland District, NDCA, suburban districts, go say, we want you involved. But I think the more and more publicity that you give the games, and in particularly having a broadcast, even every second weekend, you watch people start. When we broadcast our, our T20 cricket, that we get reasonable viewership and people are very much interested in it, guys. So there's certainly a way around it. Mm. Is to go go and broadcast some of your games, and I think you I think you should absolutely, without question, be broadcasting your semi-finals and final. There is no no doubt in my mind that's this season, guys. I think that's one of the things you could do to open up a completely different audience. You asked me a question, I thought I'd give you an honest answer on air. The frog box kit's only about two two and a half thousand dollars, and I'm pretty sure Cricket New South Wales. Uh, or Newcastle Cricket Zone have one that's probably sitting there doing nothing during the off-season. So I'd be approaching your Cricket New South Wales representative uh, because they're in play H- your games are in Play HQ. You're able to uh, get that link. So that that is an option that is available to you guys. That's good. Appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Mm, for sure. Yeah, and just approaching you know, the, the all the NDCA and the City and Suburban Clubs, just get... Uh, jump on both websites, get email addresses, and maybe just a, a letter of introduction: who you are, what you offer, what's available. Uh, because again, it's it's not going to interfere with summer cricket, so it's not like clubs are going to lose players to play in this competition. It's it's an opportunity for those who want to play cricket all year round to be able to play cricket all year round. So Thank you. Mm. yeah, that, that's what I do. And again, mm. I'll I'll promote anything and everything through my page. And that goes all year round. Um, so please share anything or get in touch if there's anything that we can do. Just we'll be happy to help. Thank you. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time all through. It's been an absolute privilege. We have learned so much about it. And, and something that I didn't know much about, but it's opened my eyes up to what can be done when you've got people that love their cricket and clearly you all do and all of these people that are playing do you've done an extraordinary job to get things moving as you have so far and we both first of all invite you back whenever you've got time for us and um please if there's anything that we can do with our connections please let us know but uh fred mabin and and kieran thank you so much for your time Uh, i I hope it's been i hope it's been okay for you and i I hope you've got across what you wanted Thank thank you for having us it's a pleasure. Saundo, catch up with you next week whenever we do record because it won't be on Wednesday night, little man, because we'll hopefully be watching New South Wales belt the tropo out of Queensland at the Adelaide Oval. Well, I've, I've taken the liberty. Next week's guests are lined up. We've got representatives of the Maryland Fletcher Cricket Club and I'm, I believe Monday night we might be recording. Is that correct? It sounds like a plan, I reckon. I've actually got um, the next five weeks of guests lined up. This is how much traction this is. And it's great because not only clubs, but different organisations. In a couple of weeks, we'll be talking veterans cricket, the over 50s. Um, we've got 
Alf Ellison, who recently received life membership of the Newcastle City and Suburban Cricket Association. Yep. Their Umpires Association are celebrating their centenary next season. So Alf will be on in a few weeks' time. Darwin Tonelli Barna Cricket Club, one of the larger cricket clubs in Newcastle who don't really get spoken about much on, during the summer as we normally focus on Division 1. They've got plenty of uh, stories yep. to tell. So, yeah, plenty to keep us amused throughout June. And, um, yeah, of course... Uh, once the, uh, the Test Championship's over, we'll have these boys on, to, as you said, talk about Aussies bashing India in that match at the Oval. Oh, jeez, <laughs> I hope so. I, I just want to see Varad's face when he gets pogoed for a gozo. I just can't wait. <laughs> Guys, can again, thank you so much. Can we have a separate all. podcast just for that? <laughs> absolutely welcome to you're more than welcome. You can tell that we're cricket nuffies and tragics. So we'd love to do that. Gentlemen, all, um, if you could just hang on for a second after we finish the recording. Look, thank you so much for your time. Everybody, good night. Best wishes for the rest of the season. And please, let's have let's have another catch-up throughout the season. Definitely. On behalf of Dan, Fred, Mebin, Kieran, this is David Redden. Everybody, take care, enjoy cricket, and particularly enjoy your Newcastle Premier League. From all of us, it's good night for now. <laughs>